Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find our podcast, along with many other podcasts, along with articles of opinion, video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent, with exclusive contents for our Patreons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Lobby Fica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumaça. With me, as always, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano Oliveira, como é que é, amigo? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on, Alfredo? What's happening? Another night, another podcast. Just uh, you and I tonight. Have those words been no, trademarked Dave? yet? If but not, I, they, they haven't. This sh- somebody should make some shirts. Yeah, Alfredo. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? Welcome, all the Freddies. Welcome to the chat. Uh, as always, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know that you got a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of important things in, in life. And for you to take time off from uh, your busy day to, to watch as we... Appreciate that greatly. On tonight's podcast, episode number 451. I put 450, but it's I was going to say, I thought we did 450 last week. It's 451. It's 451. So our graphics, um, our sound. Our, er, everything is uh, everything is messed up. That, that's how we do it. I mean, that's better off going into preseason, right? Is that what it is? Get the kinks out? I guess it's, but it's now. Um, it's back to back to back to back to back to back. Week. Yeah, it's now our third episode, so we should we should have some yeah. kind of semblance here. Dave's out in the middle of the Canadian mountains somewhere. Our our producers acting like a a movie guy. I don't know. He's too big to come and set up the the production stuff here. So yeah, we have to kind of figure it out on our own. Yeah. And I hope you guys. Uh, oh, it. I'll take back everything. I fixed it. I said. Raise up my uh, headphones a little bit. There we go. Hey everybody. He's saying that's an old one, bro. What's an old one? Your shirt, I'm guessing. Yeah, it is an old one. When you look at the shirt, what's the first player you think of? Enzo. Enzo? No. I think of Lima. Andre Almeida. <laughs> it is. I just said Enzo to be different, but Andre Almeida. I see that. I think of Andre Almeida. Andre Almeida. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Andre Almeida. Andre Almeida could be, uh, could be seen in a lot of shirts. Saucy saying Schmidt's gonna cut us. So it's me, busy, interrupt. Eh, but them's Lisha. Severovic. Severovic, já foi. Pois foi. É verdade. He's not gonna be cut yet. He had so the. Everybody thinks of Gaetan. Timo thinks of Lima. Brian Peters said Gaetan. Yeah, I think of Lima too. I'm with you, Timo. I think Andrea Almeida. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Episode number 451, that's what we're up to. Uh, we'll discuss the two games uh, for the Algarve Cup, which Benfica won. Uh, we're also... Um, is that going in the museum? What is? Of course, every trophy goes in the you museum. Know, you know what, man? I'm slacking. Um, because on Sunday evening, I was thinking I was going to grab one that's of my... That's when they delivered it to the museum, Sunday evening? Grabbing one of my many trophies here and bring it out and say, look, Live from from Algarve, <laughs> the Algarve Cup, but I couldn't find the bridge. So yeah, it used to be like uh, Tornado Guadiana, which was a trophy, was a bridge. It was a bridge. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even I see the the, the the. I didn't even even see the trophy this time. Uh, I didn't stick around for that long. Uh, but certainly, uh, yeah, Algarve Cup, the two games, observations of what we've seen. Uh, also, uh, Benfica found out who uh, their uh, opponent will be for the third. Uh, pre-qualifier they third the reveal third pre-qualifier of the Champions League so they'll play the three pre uh, third pre-qualifier then they will play a playoff yes if they advance if they advance yes that's right yes. So, so it's the third round of the qualifier yeah it's that's the third round of the qualifier and then a, the playoff is the final game yes. and then if they beat so the first it, game is official Red Benfica's playing at home Steyer lose their first official game of the year, by the way, August second against Michi La 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 Land or some other team, the ARI, whatever ARP. AEK La AEK is an AEK from Greek. I guess there's a lot of AEKs. It's like the FBI. There's a lot of FBIs. There is a lot of FBIs. I know. There is. I don't know. No, there's only one, I think. But there's a lot of FBI members. Um, but yeah, all jokes aside. Now it's the first official game of the year, Alfredo. At the start of the Are you excited? They played a second. 
Am I excited? Yeah. I mean, I'll be excited once once I see this team, um, you know, get trimmed down a little bit, trim some of the fat. I still, and we'll get into this. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, cut you because I always have a tendency of jumping ahead. But um, I, I still think there, there, there needs to be a couple more changes and a couple more additions to this team and, and trimming of the fat. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited, man. Roger Schmidt, what can you say? First two games preseason. I don't know about the other training practice game that I could really care, you know, I could care less about. But at least these two games that they won the the bridge. Um, what can you say, man? If Snutayagua Navoca. After watching, in particular, those first two halves, the first against what? Reading? Was it Reading? Nice. That was close. Reading was the practice one, right? Yeah. I guess let's get into it, right? Uh, two games for Benfica. Uh, they traveled straight from England uh, down to the Algarve, uh, and then they trained there for a couple for one day or so, and they played on Friday. Was when they yep. played Nice. Right. Yep. I'll give you the lineup. Uh, Elton was in goal. Gilberto Otamendi, Murato, and Ribaldo. Uh, Enzo and Tino, Rafa and Neres, João Mario and Ramos, uh, João Mario underneath Ramos. So the the four two three one setup that we have grown grown accustomed to. Um, Cristiano, let me get your opinion on Enzo arriving and going straight into the lineup. Loved it. Well, I mean, what's there not to love? Uh, you bought it. Forget about taking Let's it go. off a test right. Let's go. You put it right to action and see what you get out of it. And yeah. I tell you, um, in the previous podcast, the previous two podcasts, you and I had spoken along with Dave, obviously, on a podcast. And I said, look, watching Enzo play in the Libertadores, ah, there's just something missing. I thought there was some intensity missing. I thought there was – I expected a player to be a lot more involved. And, you know, and, and – not that I doubted the player, but I just had my doubts about what type of player he was. Hmm. And I tell you, I think I think I'd like to talk about both of these games in conjunction because yeah, because you know, the for the same starters yeah. that started for Nice were the same starters yeah. that, uh, with the exception of Lacodimus, uh, were the same eleven that uh, that played against uh, Fulham. And 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 I tell you, um, he's been fantastic. And and I tell you, I liked him even more more so in the second game against Fulham than I did in the first game. I am there there are a couple of aspects on this team that I'm I'm particularly in love with. I'm talking about love, Alfredo. I'm ready to like get down on my knee and uh put the limo. You know what I mean? I'm I'm ready to do that. But there's also some other aspects of this team that I'm really not not too thrilled with and, and I see a lot of you know hurrah going on on face I'm on Facebook with Jesus Christ. On Twitter and whatnot, and uh, you know, I, I still have my worries about that. But in terms of of some of the positives, Enzo is for sure, man. Like we finally, after I don't know how many years now, we finally have an orchestrator, a maestro, a guy in the middle of the park that is going to come back, get the ball, and distribute. Vigo did it to some extent, but not with the precision that this guy has with the attacking. With the with going forward, I should say, not with attacking, because he he plays a lot deeper than I anticipated he would coming in. I thought he was more of a box to box, and it seems like hey, look, it's early on, it's preseason. It seems like he's playing more of a role of a holding midfielder, a six, a guy that's come back, get the ball, open the game, distribute, play nice and simple, and he's he's just he's been spectacular, man. I gotta be honest, yeah. I'm really excited to see what this kid has has in store for Benfica over the next season or two. I'm I'm with you, man. It's it's a kid that, and we could still call him a kid because he's, he's pretty young, uh, but it's a kid that that comes very highly touted. Very, there's a lot of hype around him, and and I'm I'm glad that Mefiga was able to get him. And and I'm with you. Look, uh, when it's a guy where you invested and it's an important, perhaps the biggest acquisition of the season, um, you have to go right at him, uh, and, and you got to think that man. Schmidt would have been sweating bullets if he had to wait until the end of the Libertadores to get this kid because he was in such a, I, and I don't want to say desperate need, but he was in such a need for a player like that. And, and you're right, Cristiano. He, he comes in, distributes the ball, but there's 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 a lot there's a lot to say about a player like that, right? Because a guy that plays in that central role, you have to have an awareness of where your teammates are. And after you have that chemistry and have those reps in training, you almost know without even looking that somebody's going to be making that run. Yeah, exactly. There's distributing the ball, 
and then there's distributing constructive there, positive there is from about, side to side it's not just that it's about alleviating pressure there's guys that just get the ball one touch and he's playing very simple one touch like you see you see for example Florentino barely takes more than one touch and when he does he turns it over right he's too slow with it you see in the first half 13 minutes uh, against Fulham he's got his back to the players two players were able to put yeah. pressure on him he so he plays that quick play like I said the one two touch get rid of it but then there's Enzo Perez of getting rid of it one two touches but he's alleviating pressure he's constructing as you as you stated he's getting the ball to a player's foot that's able to just look up and that's the one thing I love about yeah. aside from the press, the constant press. This is going to be magnificent to watch all year long, right? Benfica is going to cause all types of havoc for for the opposition, and they're going to create a ton of chances, score a ton of goals in the Portuguese league because of this constant pressure. But the other thing that I love as well is just the mentality of Roger Schmidt. Forget mm -hmm. about keeping the ball in the back, touching it around, you know, with the whole tiki taka. Let's put these people to sleep. No, no, let's get the ball direct. Let's go forward. Get on top of yeah. our position. And again. For for any anyone, and we've seen a ton of them, right? But for anyone that had doubts about the appointment of Roger Schmidt, a lot of people criticize. Should have been a Portuguese coach. Yada yada yada. If you are not, and I understand it's early, right? I understand these go. It's jokes. It's not what we call it, right? I get it. I get it. But if you're not excited by the indications that you've gotten so far, and I'm gonna call the first. So forget about the game of red. That was a practice game. In, in these two scrimmages. If you're not getting excited about the prospect of what it could be, bro, you, you you're not you don't like Benfica and you don't know soccer, yeah, or football, I should say. And and, I, and you you had something where you said they should go água no boca, and certainly that is something that a lot of people are are excited. And you see this Benfica, and you see already clear signs of Schmidt's hand. Right or involvement or influence. He's got his fingerprints all right. over the field. Inf influence, uh -huh. uh, and then you see players like Enzo who just screwed the adaptation period, screw even learning uh, Portuguese, even though the Spanish is very close to Portuguese. He may not even know all the names of the guys that he's playing with. You, you know, know, he wasn't playing with Benfica on FIFA. <laughs> he wasn't playing. Maybe he played with Benfica on FIFA just to, or you think he had like a folder with the guy's pictures and the names so he memorized them while he was on a the plane? Little Velcro. Little Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. And then Andre Almeida. The put it with the picture. Yeah, kind of. Maybe they played that. that. Yeah, but uh, it was just like the, the awareness and, He's and, fantastic and the, and with the, the quickness. Ball. And then you've seen it, Alfredo, in, in the second game. He's able to press, get the turnover. Pass, look up, boom, 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 before you know it, go. Yeah. It, that's what's going to be so fantastic to watch. And, and, and again, that's assuming, and I, I anticipate that. Well, I don't see why they would change, right? That's assuming yeah. they're going to play that way throughout the whole season. I know some games are going to have to change it up, but for the most part, Enzo is so far has been a positive, a very positive addition to this team. There's a lot of positives. There's a lot of positives, to be honest. And it's early, and we understand it's preseason. So we don't want to put the carriage ahead of the horse, but again, as I said, as I said before, Alfred, if you're not excited about this, yeah, you, you know, you don't have a heart. No, I mean, you have to be excited, and I think the other thing that I want to say about Enzo is just not lateral passing. He can pick a pass in the middle and between lines, and that's a, that's perhaps a guy that we've been missing for quite some time. He could carry the ball, he could protect the ball, he could find a pass, he could pass quickly. I mean, this is just a guy that we haven't had in a while. And, and no disrespect to Weigel, uh, but Weigel is, is – I don't really see Weigel as, as an eight, to be honest with you. He's not and, an eight and he's not a six. And, and that, yeah, and that's that's funny because he doesn't have the physicality and the body to play well, as a Weigel six. Well, is, is one of those old school what we call uh, just a center mid. He's not an attacking center mid. He's not defensive. He's a center mid. He's a guy that's perfect in a 4-3-3. With two other guys around, you got a box, you got a defensive, and you just got a guy in the middle that's going to do a little bit of everything, and that's Weigel, Yeah, in my opinion. That's fine. The guy can, you know, he can go forward. And when I'm talking about go forward, he's not going to be juking 10 different players, but, I'm, you know, he can go forward with the ball and distribute. He He's scoring some goals. You've seen him score Champions League goal against Sporting, I believe, um, in, as I mentioned, in the Champions League. So he has that in his game as well. But... Um, you know, he could also defend. He's great positionally, but he's a guy that's going to say centrally. And Roger, from what we've seen so far, we've seen this with, with Florentino. 
as I stated before, Enzo seems like he's dropped more than a, than than a Florentino. And Florentino's really playing that role of just, yo, destroying, putting pressure. Florentino's everywhere yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. And I don't think that Weigel has the ability or or the mobility to do that. So Enzo is not coming out of the lineup. So we know that one's done. Yeah. So then it's going to be Florentino, which he's going to fit the mold of what Roger wants to do, which is that constant pressure. I just don't – and, again, we don't have a legit number six as well. So I I think I said this in the last couple of podcasts, and I, I know I've definitely told you this off the year. I'd be 100% comfortable. But if he gets 18 to 20 mil, I would I would sell Vike with, with the thought process in, head, in, in mind that I'm going to let go of this guy, but I have to go get some – I need me a six. I want a more defensive-oriented guy that's that, – that, that, that Fezia mold that's going to just constant pressure, yeah. destroy with a lot of mobility, but at the same time is not going to come in and demand the ball because I want I want Enzo to get the ball. You know what I mean? And I don't, I'm not sure Florentino's that player just yet. Yeah, I, I get that. I Look, we all know it, you know, and, and you said that Florentino is oftentimes he's, he's slow on, on the ball and it, with his reaction when he has the ball at his feet. Uh, but defensively, he covers a lot of ground. He presses guys. He defends well. But he's missing that other aspect of his game. Perhaps if we don't sell Weigel, perhaps Weigel can be adapted to a more six. But I just don't see some of the characteristics that would make him a good fit there. But here's the – and again, I'm not trying to teach you anything, right? It's just obvious, right? The problem with that is if Weigel is not one of the first names on the eleven. He's, he's he can't be on. Yeah, but, but he, he, had, he had he's got he had some pro- he had problems. That's why he didn't, no, he didn't just, play. Oh, yo, you mean oh, you mean that's why he's not playing? I know, but I'm saying because of all the reasons I just explained, right? That I don't think he has the mobility to be that guy to be all over the field and pressing and create creating havoc, right? I think Florentino in that in that role, Florentino is a better fit. I'm not sure if Vigo yeah. could do that, and so. Because Vigo can't do that, will he ultimately be the option that Roger Schmidt turns to? And if not, then I think you better off letting him go because he is one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid player on the team. I get that. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the thing. If he's not going to be a starter. Yeah. No, it's a guy that's making a lot of money. Sell him for 20 and you throw in Andre Almeida as a bonus. <laughs> yeah, it's a guy that's making a lot of money just to be a, a guy that's uh, like a fringe player that's not going to be a dead star. He's starter. not going to be a fringe player as a guy that – that's that's Gil Diaz. That's fringe. He's not going to be a fringe. Gil Diaz is not fucking fringe, dude. Yes, it is. He plays Joga Vizinquanda. That's fringe. <laughs> Vizinquanda, no fringe. Joga Vizinquanda, fringe. The first guy off the bench is fringe. No, that's not fringe, bro. That's a rotation. No, Gil Diaz is not fringe. Gil Diaz is cringe. No, fringe. Yo, by the way, don't talk. Yo, don't follow Smalu Mibzing. Don't follow Smalu Mibzing. But that's a fringe player, a guy that's Dali. Like, you know, when the list comes out of players and just hanging in the locker room, he, you know he's definitely checking the list. Yo, that's a fringe player. A guy that knows, like, I'm in that mother, right? I'm in that list of 18. Now it just begs to, you know, am I going to be in the starting 11? But I'm in that list. That's not fringe. That's rotation. <laughs> fringe, you don't got to stop. Yo. This is your guy, Vince. Yo, let me see. Fringe, oh. fringe, is a, fringe is a guy that doesn't even know if he's going to make the convocatoria. Yes talking, or no? That's what I'm talking about. Is, does Gil Diaz have enough quality to make the convocatoria no, no, every week? That's a fringe player guy that's going to look at the list of the convocatoria. That's what I'm... Bro, tu estás fudido. That's what I'm saying. Yo, guys, Aliado, I didn't want to play today anyway. Esta semana, fique folga, fique em casa. I didn't feel like playing anyway. I'm good. No, but look, it's it's certainly, and look, it's certainly good to see what what the team is going through. And in terms of that high press, that counter press, getting the ball as quick as possible and then finding that pass that's going to put you in a good position along with the numbers that you're putting up front in the final third. I don't, I haven't seen Benfica with that many numbers in the final third uh, for a while now. It was always something, uh, one guy has the ball, then we're all working our way up to the box, and, and it's very very slow processes. Very Everything is very predictable and very easy to defend. And you kind of start seeing a little bit of, of the creativity and the options in the final third. Enzo, faz algo crescendo boca. 
Faz a, faz a água crescer na boca ou faz pau crescer nas pernas, na, na, nas calças? O, o, o David Sleepy Neres faz água crescer na boca. Yeah, and that's the you thing, talk man. About, you talk about a, a highly touted brazuca, a Brazilian player, and Cebolinha that came in, and you know, the whole world took, took notice that Benfica acquired a guy for 20 mil at the time, and he leaves in a swap for a player that's actually... I mean, look, it's preseason. It's early. But you could tell the class. The dude, that left foot is magical. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I just, one thing about Sleepy Net is, for me, is, bro, that he looks like he's sleeping half the time. And it's, it's worrisome. He looks like he's, he's smoked a couple of blunts. I'm, I'm trying to be polite. There's, there's youngsters listening, most likely. You know, you got Timos. He's still under 18. Those types of guys. So you have to keep it PG. But, dude, I mean... He, the, but the ball at his feet is going to be a whole lot of fun. The thing that the thing that makes me um, excited about Neres is because he's not that just that one guy that we pass the ball and we wait for him to do things. There's other guys that are getting involved. Rafa is having a good preseason. We know that there's inconsistent to his game, inconsistent to his game. But when you have two guys that bring that level of dangers and explosiveness off the dribble, it's very hard to defend. One thing about Nettis is I think he's got the ability to beat you one-on-one, but the one thing he also has the ability to do is pick up his head and pick out a pass. And so that's what gets me excited about him is that he can yeah. kill you. Mm-hmm. You see him one-on-one, mm-hmm. he's going to whoop, especially in the Portuguese league, he's going he's gonna to make guys look stupid. But then... It's like you see, like you've seen that one game, and, and guys, and, 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 and the Freddies, you guys listening, I apologize if I just keep talking about this Fulham game. But Friday is too long ago for me to remember tudo. So it was much easier to remember Sunday's game. But that being said, right, you've seen in that game, I saw a couple of times, and I know it's still early, but where Nettis is like looking at Rafa and like kind of like giving him that look. But we all know how Rafa is. Rafa puts his head down, he's guessed. Nettis. And you see Rafa do that yeah. plenty of times against Fulham, where he puts his head down and, and forget about it. He takes one touch too many, whatever, whatever. Look, when he's on, he's fabulous, but there's still a lot of a lot of you know parts of his game that I, I think he needs to pick up his head and whatever. But Nettis Associates. Could, could Nettis could do the same exact thing as Rafa, which is beat you with the speed, beat you individually, beat you one-on-one with the juke, going around you, going through you, but he plays with his head up. Yeah. And he, and associ- he associates. He gets a lot be, of guys involved. If Benfica are able, and, and Freddy's, I don't care. I know it's coming, but I don't care. If Benfica is able to get themselves a legit, 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 legit striker, it, Neres and that striker is going to make sweet music. Today. Yeah, I mean, I think that Neres is already in a very good... Uh, and, and a lot of people were talking about, well, he, well, he hasn't played a competitive competitive game since December. The guys that are players, they play, man. It doesn't. It's not going to matter, man. And I think that the biggest thing for me in watching this Benfica and this attacking line is the fact that we don't have a guy that people are going to look to defend, and then there's no one else. Uh, and I think that Neres gives that flexibility, and then when Rafa is on, we have a two prong. Uh, attacking a winger setup. Yeah, but Alfredo. But we had that last year. Yeah, different. We had that last With year. Darwin but... instead of instead of <laughs> When Darren le- when da- Darwin, Darwin dropped to the of, left. Yeah, it was Darwin instead. Yeah, but and he, then Rafa. Rafa is crazy and consistent. When he's on, he's fabulous. But the, the thing with Darwin, uh, but Darwin was one, a different player because dimensional. he was put his, That's what I'm saying. But we had that. You had two different right. guys. You only had two guys last year. But Yeah. And this year you have two guys again, but it's a different setup. It's a different player. Yeah. Nettis, like, I just spent 10 minutes gushing about how he can pick out a pass, how he can pick up his head and pick out different individuals in a box. You see that Meg in a box, and, and come on, Gonzalo Ramos got to put that ball in the back of the net. He absolutely has yeah. to do better. I understand strikers miss. He missed on the first pass by João Mario. That's nothing. João Mario, I don't even know what the hell he's doing on the team. But that first pass <laughs> on the first goal when João Mario cried and he shanked it with his left and then Rafa got to the end of it. And then he missed that one chance. Then he put up a cup. He put in, you know, the header. He has to be a little bit more consistent. But Neres is going to make people look stupid. He's going to be a fun, fun player to watch. Yeah. I'm excited. Look, we haven't had a number seven be productive in a long while, and I'm hoping that he's he's finally able to overturn that curse. Yeah, no, I'm good. And um, with with that, 
he's also taking set pieces. A guy that takes good, good, uh, good driven set Ramadi. pieces. Um, and, and talking about set pieces, uh, it, from from everything that we've read and things that we've seen in games, it looks like Javi Garcia is very much involved in the set pieces training. Uh, he's the new Verissimo. <laughs> he, he doesn't stand up, obviously, oh, but th there's uh, there's things, and, and the papers are reporting this because there's there's images, obviously, of you know Benfica scoring on a set piece, Schmidt turning around, and both him and Javi Garcia having dialogue, and it looks like Schmidt is almost you know giving him praise for that, or Javi Garcia says, "You see, you see, you see." So you telling me Javi Garcia brought. Petit's playbook from Boa Vista. Maybe. <laughs> no, but uh, according to what we're reading in the media is he's both involved in the defending and, and attacking set pieces. And, and look, um, Otamendi's goal, albeit on a second touch, was on a set piece. It was off a set piece. Gilberto's yeah. goal was on, on set a set piece. piece also. That was the first game against... Uh, yeah, that was the first game against Nice. Uh, Rafa obviously got on the scoreboard early. Uh, but I'm encouraged. Uh, Benfica... Uh, set pieces sometimes can win you games when things are tight. Defenses are are compact and buses are in front of the the, the goal. Those set pieces can uh, can win you games. And I'm I'm happy that Benfica is getting the, the the score. I mean, a lot of times the difference in the game when you're playing against two teams that are pretty evenly matched up is going to be the dead ball situation. So yeah, I'd agree. I'm just I'm just afraid to sit here and praise anyone associated with Benfica with set pieces because the last time <laughs> we did that didn't go very well. N nightmares. It didn't go very so, you well. Know, well, when, when Laj was there, it was, I, I don't know, man. It was decent that year. Um, yeah, turning our attention to uh, to Benfica's... Uh, sec Pera, ainda na, já, já, tu... oh, não queres? Não queres ir ainda? No, I mean, there's... O que é que queres falar? As mesmas merdas. No, I, I think Benfica needs... I liked I liked what I saw from the yeah out of the initial the, 45. I liked what I saw the, from the starting the second, 11. Uh, the second team, right? And the, basically the second team was almost the same for the second game. Uh, Elton, Ba, Tony Silva, Vertonghen, uh, Dias, Maite, Bernardo, Chiquinho, Pizzi, Moreira, and Yarmchuk. Um, anyone impress you out of the second uh, set of games? Uh, Second set of, of of team that played in the second half. Yeah, I'm I'm ba, 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 I'm pleasantly uh, uh, impressed by pleasure. both Ba I expect, and I expect, Tony Silva. I I expect Ba by by middle of the season, if not earlier, to be the starting right back. I think I, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I I fully expect Grimaldo to 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 come out of the gates as a starter, and then I think Ba will eventually you know start getting more regular playing Why time. Is the right back, dude. So Gilberto. You said Grimaldo. I said Grimaldo. That's because somebody wrote about it. If I say Grimaldo, I'm probably somebody. Uh, reigning entertainment mentioned Grimaldo. So. Yeah. But I, I meant to say, I expect Gilberto to come out of the starting gate as a starter, and I think eventually Ba will, will, will force his way into the starting 11. I, I'm really excited to see him play. Um, The kid, Antonio Silva, I don't know enough about him. He looked decent. You know, he had a couple of opportunities where he intercepted the ball in a box. He was able to cortar some jugadas against um, Nice. So, look, I... I don't, I don't know much about. I'm being honest. I don't know much about the yeah. kid. I'm excited of you know obviously of watching Mureta because we've all seen Mureta with the U19s last year, and there's a ton of, of expectation yeah, but, with that kid. But you know he's, he's 17. He's very green. I think it'll extremely green. Yeah, but extremely but, but green. You can tell there's a player. There. No, there there is there there's talent, but at 17, you, you, your decision making process is 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 not the best. What I was um, happy about to be. Oh, by the way, Muratu has, has been a pleasant surprise yeah, as well. But Muratu's I'm, played I'm well. Thinking, but you talking about these the second team. The second team. I was happy to see. It, well, it could have been anybody, right? It doesn't even have to be Martin Neto. But I was just happy to see anybody but Paul Bernardo in there in the second half. For the for the Fulham game. <laughs> yeah. For the Nice game, he's, he's he got he's got to go down as as one of the worst bloopers uh, on Benfica history. That's not worst. Best blooper. <laughs> best. Best. <laughs> That's going to be that's going to be on the bloopers. That's in the blooper reel of yeah, Benfica. Blooper. It's going to be in a museum in a blooper reel. <laughs> yeah, that's... No, but you know, if you guys saw that he he was uh, one on one with the keeper, he basically uh kicked the the grass. He missed she... fell down and missed he the ball he completely. Miss the he wished he missed the grass. He actually hit the grass. If you would have missed, it, he, he would have swung it. He kicked the grass. <laughs> Shiku mentions we already scored more set piece goals this preseason than we did all of last season. So Hey, wow, that's a uh, we don't have our stats, man, but we're going to take your word for it. Look at that. You, you, you lose the set-piece king. He's now coaching Sturil Praia, and he scored more goals. Who would have thunk it? 
Brian Peters is asking, uh, why isn't uh, Nador practiced with the with the first team? Uh, I think we have enough guys for the middle. And Nador, Nador is just turned seventeen, man. This is another another super young kid, and, yeah, and you look help. at you look at the body and say the kid's ready. But still, a player in that position, you need to have really really fast thinking, be fast on your feet because the game is so much faster than what he's used to. Um, I just don't think there's enough room between all the players that Benfica has for center mid, um, a room for Ndor. No, for sure. Next year, um, next year. But what I wanted to say, um, Tony Silva has surprised me because he's kind, he's went ahead of uh, Tomás Araújo. Tomás Araújo, who had played last season some games at center back, and now Tony Silva, who is basically a guy that we hadn't seen until we started playing attention to the juniors, has come in, and he looks like he's he's the fourth guy. But here's the thing. This is why this preseason is dangerous, right? Because we don't know if, you know, they're just giving the kid a look, right? Because it's preseason and rewarding him with a quality year last year, knowing that Araujo is going to be the, really the fourth wheel. Because right now, he's not even the fourth wheel, even on Tony Silva. You have Otamendi, Morato, João Vitor, Vertong, and that's four already. And Verissimo. five, and then Araujo, six. that's six center backs. And, you know, I know Verissimo is still injured, but look, I think those kids, they might just be getting, look, it's good to get experience. Yeah. It might just be getting a look in preseason, so I'm not, I don't want to read too much into. And it helps the confidence. He's already, you know, moved up the pecking order over Araujo. I don't yeah, want to do that yet, but but, but that's what it looks like. He's he's been part of the second eleven rather than Araujo. So has he moved on above Araujo? If he's getting selected for two games in the second half. But that's what I'm saying. I don't know if he's lesionado, no se, or or like I just mentioned, it could just be a. Let's give the kid a look. We know what we got in Araujo, right? Yeah, could be. You know, like my boy Trapp ain't playing. Everybody knows the best player Oy. in Portugal. I'm joking. I just want to start. <laughs> um, no, and look, uh, I think against Fulham was even more evident how um, how good this Benfica is is becoming, or at this early in in the in the season. Uh, same same starting eleven with Question the ex- exception of uh, Odisseus. Are you um, based on what you've seen? Because I know you always like to put everybody in the hot seat. I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Go ahead. Based on what you've seen, are, are you comfortable if you go into the season right now? It's September 5th. Obviously, the window closes the first, but whatever. Let's just go to September 5th. Window closes. You're now September 5th. You got a game. And you, your main guy in the middle, you haven't brought nobody else, and it's Florentino. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm comfortable with that. Um I'm comfortable because I think that if Weigel doesn't leave, even though he's not the guy that Schmidt maybe idealizes for that position, I still think that it's a guy that could do that position, that could do that well. Does he have the same defensive skills and lung that Florentino has? No. But with a ball at his feet and understanding that against a lot of yeah, Portuguese teams they're going to give possession. Don't bring Vigo la conversa. No, no, no. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is that if 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 Tino is not an option, right, or it it turns sour, let's just say that turns sour, I'm confident that we Vigo could do that. Right now, if if the, if if the roster closes right now, I don't think I'm complaining. With the guys that we have that could play right now, right? You it's, still miss. You still need pieces. Okay. No, I I know, but I'm not. I it's you still missing. I'm a not second, too worried. Still missing a guy to play in the middle, unless you're going to play at a Uju. I think we need a ten. I, I agree. Well, I say I say a ten or a left winger because I could always throw Rafa in the middle to the Pazikilibrada and he could rotate. But I João Mario can't be my starter. I'm not sure. You got a thing for João Mario. I don't know why. I don't know. Did he pee in your cereal? Is it I don't like him. His, you don't like João Mario? I don't like João Mario. You love Tarap, but you hate João Mario. Tarap at least is, has a lot more intensity than João Mario does. João Mario, go look at that Fulham game. First 15 <laughs> minutes he was ever. After that, the next 30 minutes, where was he? Did he even play? That's what I've seen year Raining after. Entertainment is asking how we like João Mario. Uh, we don't. I guess you can answer that. I don't. 
I've I've seen enough of Joe Mari to know me and the rest of the world. The only team that fell in love with him was Benfica. Nobody else wanted the guy over the last four years. Yeah, <clears throat> I think the you know uh, Gonçalves Michael Gonçalves is saying that Rafa appeared a lot in uh, in central areas, and I think that's that's kind of Benfica's uh, game idea is that the wingers pull in a little bit more to associate and to build up numbers and up front, and then. The, the fullbacks are the ones that are really wide in those wide positions. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do think that if we could have a better 10 and a guy that can make the – and this is so premature to, to compare him against, obviously, but a guy that can have the same impact that Enzo has, I think that I would be content. I would be content with uh, whoever we well, have. As I mentioned to you before, I'm look, I need a 10 or a left winger because, again, I think Rafa, and, and obviously we watched the game, we saw João Mario and, and, and Rafa constantly switching back and forth. I just, I don't care what Rafa did. This is not about Rafa. It, to me, it's João Mario. It's just, I, I think he is not suited to be a starter on Benfica, and in particular in this Benfica where it's constantly press, constantly move. It's just speed, fast, everything. No, no. There is no time wasted with the ball at your feet. And that's the one thing about this this Roger Schmidt system that's going to be brilliant. It's going to be tremendous to watch. A lot of fun is that the ball is constantly moving. Bah, bah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. And I don't see João Mario being that type. He's never been that type of player. I don't expect him to be that type of player now. Uh, he is. He's shown me so far in the preseason what he showed last year and the year before that and the year before that. Caparez, he pushes up Caparez. And I don't need that. In a Benfica that is trying to win their first championship after three years, I think we need to 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 definitely upgrade at that position. And somebody made a point here, and I I completely agree with it because I'm cool with the ten or a winger. But they made a valid point here where maybe a winger is more urgent because you need someone that's going to be able to replace Neres on one side or Rafa on the other side. So maybe a winger is more. Uh, what a pressing need right now because we don't have many options on the wing. Would you think... Uh, because I could actually play Rafa on the left and I could play Araujo and Ramos together in the middle because I like Araujo got the feet. Araujo got genius. Yeah, he does. He so does. So you could kind of like get away with that. But then the problem is if Neres gets hurt or um, Rafa gets hurt, who do you play in the... Yeah. You can't tell me... And I think that's... I think, I think Schmidt... Again, this is my thoughts. I think Schmidt was experimenting with Rafa with the switching back and forth to see if Rafa could play in that secondary role. And it just happened that it was João Mario that switched. Because I don't think João Mario is the preferred option. He doesn't have the speed to play on any wing, let alone in a, in a Roger Schmidt system wing. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I, I was going to go somewhere. I was gonna, I was gonna go somewhere, but then I get distracted by, by what you were saying. Uh, no, Furioso was saying um, Jean Mario has uh, has two good months, then goes flat. Uh, Cesar the Silver saying Jean Mario will be a great rotation player. I, I don't necessarily think that Jean Mario is the, the next best best thing uh, after sliced bread, uh, but I don't, I don't rate him as low as you do. I think that there's uh, there's a role there for for João Mario within the team. He's obviously not the guy that I would prefer in having in that ten position, but he's a guy that knows the game, has the maturity, uh, can. I don't want to say dictate, but he knows when the game needs to slow down. Uh, he has that presence of mind. He does, but this is not the coach and the system for. And like Michael mentions, oh, he played in a wing for Sporting. Yeah, absolutely, totally different. It wasn't. Totally I different don't know system. if it was wing is more like playing, an an, no, an they MT. did because they played the kid, um, uh, the Brazilian Portuguese kid. I know. I, know, kid, uh, I, know. Uh, I forget his name now. Mateus. Mateus. They played him in the middle, and they forced Romário right. to the right. It was a totally different but, system. But it, it was like Pizzi, when Pizzi played to the right. But okay, exactly. But again, this is constant pressure. Up tempo, the tempo is crazy with Roger Schmidt. You I get see, it. You seen even in the, like I know it's preseason, but the one thing that's that Zeshaw Pauduru is Benfica is pressing in the opposition's final third. Like when they're in the box, Benfica. You saw Atamendi pressing by the corner flag. 
And, like, this is constant movement. You need to have the wheels. You can't be going to sleep for half of the game. Just watch that first half against Fulham. Jomari in the first 15, 20 minutes tops. I'm going to go 20 just to be just to be, cur- to, to, to be courteous, right? He was, But then after that, non-existent. He goes missing. I don't think that this guy – I just look, you want to tell me he's coming off the bench to matar um jogo? Yeah, no, I, I get so, that he not? lacks uh, that he lacks consistency. I, Furioso uh, agrees with you that he lacks consistency. Um, I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Don't forget that Rafa disappears after November. Trust me, we yeah, know. I don't. Uh, I don't. <laughs> forget. No, I'm not necessarily clamoring and yelling and screaming for for a couple of the guys. I I'm. I don't know what I've seen so far. Is is left me. Uh, what a good feeling about what what's in the future for this team uh, has left me a good feeling that in a in a couple of weeks time we got our first official game, and I think that the team has progressed well in preseason. And I think that uh, right right now, if they were to play this weekend, I think they were they are ready to play. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I but I do think that and look. I, you know, beggars can't be choosers, right? But I do think that that to have that number ten, that more of a guy that has intensity, that has a technical ability, uh, and that could play in between lines, man. I, I'm I would like that. I'm not even gonna kill. I'm not even going to. What's the word? I'm not even going to kill a player if he's like. I'm not even going to kill the acquisition of a ten that doesn't have intensity if he's a straight. Baller. If it's I a, can let yeah, you get right, away right, with right. it. Right, right, right. But know what I mean, they but sit a understanding the, the system. Yes. So there's needs for the system. Um, yeah, but if you're just gonna sit there and play behind the second striker, and obviously the whole team is gonna apply pressure. But yo, you're filthy with the ball. You because you can get away with one. Let me ask you this well, question. You have to make a difference. And look, we have to we have to tell all the Freddies in the chat here, guys. Alfredo is normally a guy that is more positive. Right, I'm a guy that yeah, I'm a douchebag. You know, I'm not as positive sometimes. No, I think you, you and know, I have your, di- your have different have... ways of of looking at at things. And even you know, if if Cristiano and I are sitting in the same room watching the same exact game, Cristiano will pick out different things that, than I will, because uh, we we just look at the game differently in terms of X's and O's, in terms of touches, in terms of positioning we we look at the game different uh so and, and that's why Cristiano also always offers a different point of view and he's he's a lot more black and white and realistic uh than i am no it's not realistic it's not realistic. no you're, you're realistic I'm, I'm more, sucks i'm more cruel it's not <laughs> realistic it's yeah. cruel it's my cold yeah, I'm colder. I'm colder in my like. You are a guy. Like that's what you're doing now. That's what I mean. I was nobody's. I wasn't criticized. Asking what happened. I know. I saw. I saw that. I showed him the mug. It's in the mug. Um, <laughs> it's in the mug. It's in the mug. But I'm not criticizing your eye. I'm not criticizing the way you look at the. I was just simply making a point that you look at things differently. And what I what I mean by that is that yeah. you are a guy that has a longer leash. You're a guy that gives players more of a benefit of a doubt than I do. For Christ's sake, I saw Darwin first touch, and I said, the guy sucks. <laughs> That's it. The fate, the pain. He sucks. You know? So it's just totally different ways of looking it's, at things. Yeah. But but I and, the and, one thing that I would criticize you in, you and and, and, and a boatload of Benfiquistas around it, the world. Is the glass? Uh... No, 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 no. The one thing, it's that, I don't know, again, it doesn't make me better. It doesn't make me worse, right? But it's just my way of looking at Benfica. And when I look at players... I'm not content with any old, like, oh, Epa, he's a good kid, or, yeah, he no, 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 no. I want the, the difference between you and I is the exigencia. I expect, bro, Benfica, ha- you can't have half of these monkeys on the roster. And maybe I have this grandiose opinion in my head that, ben- that Benfica, but in order to play at Benfica, bro, it's not a club where, you know, a nice player, you know, Chiquinho, who goes and tears up Murirense at Murirense. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. And then it comes to Benfica. Just, come on. Again, that's what I'm talking about. I need players that come in and make it. Look, Enzo has come in. You could tell that dude's a baller. He could play on my team any day of the week. Neres, come in. He could play on my team any day of the week. Those are the types of players. Not the, hey, bro, look, uh, 
I have a similar player, but he's like two inches taller, and uh, you know he's got a harder shot. No, I I, I get it. I, I think that upgrades. you're you're a lot more. There's there's a certain um, there's a certain sharpness to to your opinions where you you will slice and dice with no regard for. Uh, benefit of the doubt, or something that may be going be going on in the background that you don't know, right? And you know that I speak to these players, and well, I, I tell them personally, like, no, yo, but I love you. The, the, we can hang out all day, but bro, but what were you thinking? And you know, I do. But this. it comes, but but all of that. Your your approach comes from a good place, right? Because as you mentioned, exigencia. I want the best for my club. I want the best players for my club. I don't want a guy that's just going to, oh, he's a good runner and this and that. I get it. And and all of Cristiano's approach to the game and, and his opinions are based on that. He wants the best for players for the club. Not guys that are saying, oh, yeah, okay, maybe we'll go. I get it. And and that's the way Cristiano looks at the club and looks at players. It's like I have high either you have, I, and I even the like with the, even with the with what your opinion is in terms of the Seychelles, right? Regardless if the kid is five or seven years old, if he's a baller, he's a baller. He's playing. That's it. Hey, look, everybody gave me shtick on Twitter because I said Sayonara, arriba there, chiva, ibaiko caralho. Oh, that, I was supposed to say that last part, but. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I thought I was speaking a different language. But, like, you know, when it came to a kid like Thiago Dantas, nobody's, nobody's saying the guy's not a professional player. Nobody's saying the guy's not going to have a professional career out of football. I was just saying he, he wasn't ready for Benfica. And I got a lot of shtick. And now, oh, look, he's going, to, he's going to Bayern Munich. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't. I clearly don't because, obviously, I'm just, I just do the little Benfica podcast, right? But, you know, I don't know nothing. But now the guy is in Pauk. So that's what I mean. Like, when you're, you know, a lot of people game, yo, you know, he's young. Bro, Ansu Fati was seventeen playing at Barcelona. Like when you're good guys, yeah. But those those are like, those hey, those are. But isn't that Benfica the best e in the world? Extreme Seychelles? extreme cases, I think. Um, we'll see. Listen. Let's let's um let's try to move on. Yeah, we could. If we can. We can. Right. I, I need a. Let me ask you this. I need a goalkeeper number six, <laughs> a number ten, and a lot of guys are sitting all here. All down the middle. All down the middle. A lot of guys are sitting here on, on the chat, the Freddies, and thank you guys very much for your participation. Love, 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 love with you guys. But they're like, oh, you know, the last ten, the last ten. There's not many tens. And when I say a ten, obviously, you know, there's no more Diego Maradonas. There's no more Georgiagis. There's no more Michael Laudrup's, Rick Costas. Yeah, those those classics. Those yeah. molded players. We understand. There's one East Coast, still that type of player. But there's very few guys in today's world. So when I say a 10, it doesn't necessarily have to be those types of guys. I, 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 I'll, and again, I would love one of those types of guys. That's what I love. That's what I picture a 10. But I obviously understand that in today's football, you're not going to get those. So I'll take a modern-day number 10. Okay, guys, so you don't have to mention IMR. I understand those guys, Jean Wiesisting. So, you know, um, yeah, East Coast would be let's, amazing. Uh, That's let, let's love, let's make that call. Cause you're gonna make that call. Let's get East Coast on. Uh, let me ask you something since we're talking about that, that 10 position in, in certain offensive roles for Benfica. Um, all of a sudden, there's there's a talk that re, there's a resurging talk about Gonzalo Gedge being an option for Benfica. Would you? I would take him in a heartbeat, but I don't believe Gets it. over Orta. Oh, all day, all day, every day, all day. Yeah, for me, it's easy. All too. day. You know? What about what about the Freddies, man? Do you no. guys? Would you guys take, uh, regardless of the price, right? Let's say they they both five Ozil's million. not available no more. Chico Ozil signed with Bashaki. Bashaki. <laughs> he took over PZ's role. Bashaki. He did. He rescinded with Fenerbahce, and now he's with Bashaki. Yeah. Uh, Isco is available. Yeah. Dybala was just available, but he signed with uh, Roma. Uh, obviously, yeah, look, I understand you're not yeah, going to get those every, types of everybody. players. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. When you say you can't afford a Isco, you can't afford a Dybala, I understand. We're shooting for the stars, guys. I get it. But, bro, trim the fat out of that 198 players that we have signed to professional. All you need is 30. 199. Uh, all you need is 30. All right? So you got 169 players that you could get rid of. And, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure between 169, you could come up to 4 million euros. Yeah, I, I, uh, look, I think uh, I it's, it's a, it's a no, no brainer. But, no but, brainer. But I'm gonna tell you why I'm more assertive in that decision, even more so than I would be normally. It's because of all the shtick that the Salvador is. I don't want to do business with him. Nah, screw so, Salvador. That's it. Salvador can uh, can can you know what? 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I tried to get. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm even surprised that 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 romance. Or, I tried to get, I tried to get a world-renowned number ten two weeks ago to Benfica. He was interested in for like a hot minute, but then he changed his mind. I think he's going back to England. He's a free agent, but I can't give his name. But he's world. He's 34 years old, so you guys could do your research. He's won World Cups and Euros and all that stuff, so it's easy for English you to figure player? it out. English player? I don't, when's the last time England won a World Cup? I'm afraid of the mate. 1966. The guy will be old. So he hasn't won an old, uh, a World Cup. I just said he won World Cups and Euros. And you oh. said English. Obviously, England. So he's not English. A, that's a good. Unless he's uh, Ozebu's age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Look. Uh, I think that uh, I, I would love to see to see um, Gedge, uh, especially because Valencia seems to be in in a little bit of uh, upheaval there uh, with Lim. Uh, being contested by the fans, having some some issues, some financial issues. Also, I would love to see uh, him back. Yeah, like look, Aurelius years ago said there was going to be a player that his contract was coming up. Yeah, and a lot of people thought of. Remember, there was something that a player was going to come back. Mm-hmm. Remember, a lot of people thought it was it was Gedz, it was Gedz or, or or Bernardo. They were saying, but Gedz, I think is he's the one that matched up with those the contracts. But I think they re-signed them. I think eventually they're going to have to sell to sell him. I just. Look, I like to see Getz. I think Getz fits both the mold Getz, of, man. you know, the role of playing the left wing and playing that and second you, yeah, striker. Yeah, and, I you know, think. So. And, and you could probably get him for less than $20 million for sure. <laughs> hey, about 25 mil plus Vigel, that's too much, bro. 25 mil plus Vigel. Um, that's too much. 20, that's, yeah. And I do agree with you, SOB. I, think Vi- I said Vigel got to go. I think that, that Vigel is at least valuated at 15 Minimum, Vigel? right? Vigel? Oh yeah, Vigo like fifteen to eighteen, something. Yeah. Like that. So if we could get Vigo for Gedge. Paul Bernard. Saint Paul Bernard. <laughs> hey, by some... the way, I got I got an apology to make. Last Saint week Paul on a Bernard? podcast, you sitting no, on no. <laughs> Last week you said on a podcast that um well, apparently uh, PSG had uh, it was uh, you know on the verge of picking up. Uh, Renato Sanchez, and I said, nah, you create like $10 million. I said, you create. And apparently, after I got off the podcast, I saw the news was uh, apparently $10 million, or that's the rumor. I mean, it still hasn't gone through, so I could still ultimately be right in the end. But, yeah, the, the word is $10 million, so I apologize. I mean, to me, that's that's cheap. I don't believe it's $10 million. You're I still apologizing? Don't it is. Yeah. Thank you, this? Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I read something. Uh, but anyway, uh, where were we? Uh, yeah, so another goal from set piece against Fulham. Uh, 5-1 was the final score. Uh, everybody and their mother getting, well, Hamush uh, with, with two Rouge with another one. Nice header. Yaram Chuk with another one. Um, look, I think that uh, it's good. It, there's encouraging signs here. Um, sure. With Benfica against Fulham, against a, a team that... Uh, that just got promoted to the uh, the EPL, uh, but certainly, uh, and that I played the day before. Uh, but a good a good test for Benfica, a good test for Benfica. I think next up uh, we get um, we get Girona. Uh, but let's let's turn our attention now to the to the Champions League uh, draw this past uh, Monday or yesterday as we record this. And uh, Benfica found out that they will be playing either Midgetland or AEK Larnaca. And they drew today. Whoever won. They drew today in Denmark. 1-1. Uh, and now they'll go to uh, Greece to play the second leg. Um, the first leg of, of, of that game, when Benfica plays the winner of these uh, two teams, will be August 2nd or 3rd. 2nd, 2nd. It's Stade it'll be second? official already. Official? Yeah. So it'll be at Stade Luz the 2nd, and then the Benfica ninth. will travel to on the 9th to away. Everybody to, plays to play on that, the 9th. To play that. that uh, and uh, probably the draw. The, oh, actually, the, the draw is will be August 2nd. That's so the right. The playoff is actually happening August 2nd. That's right. So Benfica will, will they, know. Before they go into that game, they'll know who they'll uh, who they will, who uh, they'll face. Who they'll face if they um, and, and let me give you uh, something. The other fixtures, and you could figure out who Benfica could possibly play. Uh, you got Monica, Monaco and PSV going head-to-head. Uh, you got um, Fenerbahce and Sturm Graz playing for a chance to play Dinam Kiev. 
Uh, and then you got uh, Saint Gilles um, from Belgium against Rangers, and obviously Benfica against uh, Majitland or uh, AEK Larnaca. So out of these teams, I mean, you're looking. Uh, you could either get Monaco or PSV. Uh, the one, the one thing that uh, that would be crazy is that uh, if Fenerbahce gets past uh, Sturm Graz and they got to play uh, Dinam Kiev, and then they get past Dinam Kiev. Where does that leave him in that pot to be That'd drawn be against That'd be beautiful to play him. Hopefully, JJ forgets to feel his best 11 like he did against Paok. <laughs> and you also got you, you got Rangers in there also uh, because Rangers probably got the, the easiest team. You're of, not going to face this. Rangers, though. You don't be out oh, because Befica and Rangers yeah, are both uh, both top seeds. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I'm not sure. Bon Gomes, Joanzine Gomes, poor guys up at this time. My man, him and Sheik Marcelino, all you guys calling from overseas, man. You guys are the best. Let me tell you. Um, Juan Gomes says on tomorrow's yeah, first sound pitch, back, right? they saying Orta is still on Befica's plans for this season. I mean, I, I yeah, he says audio is completely muted. No, it's good now. At least the meters are working on this end. Sound good. is back. Sound is back. Good. What happened? I don't know. I was uh, I was trying to bring up the blame. the cover from a ball, and I think I must must have screwed something up. We can't blame Dave this time. No, we can't. we can't. Can only blame me. I promise. Next uh, next uh, podcast will will be good. It's supposed we'll... to sound like a seashell, I guess. Is that good? It sounds like a seashell. Yeah, it is. What does a seashell sound like? Yeah, I don't know. Now, um... so so maybe they missed everything I said about Jean Gomes. What's up, baby? How you doing? He said that in, in, in the newspaper's covers, they're saying that Benfica still has uh, Ricardo Morata. I don't know. Oh, oh, that's what we got. This, uh, the contract with David Carm, uh, I don't know. It, that whole thing of if, if Porto wins the championship, uh, Braga automatically gets 500,000. Bro, as I said before, I don't know if you guys could hear me on the because of, of the sound but these clauses are in, are in play as contracts on a daily right you get all different sorts of, of clauses the only thing that looks bad is it's Portuguese football we we have them with that club we've seen what they're capable of so we doubt everything about it but those clauses they're, they're in a lot of players contracts and so I mean so if it, if it comes down so let, let's let's think this through right if it comes down that Benfica and, and, and Porto are, are tied, tied and Porto plays Braga but in a final the game schedule, of this. But the no, 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 but let, let's just say that. No, but the schedule came out already. I understand. So I understand. But let's say that Porto needs the three points against Braga. And for Braga, it's it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. They finish in fourth no matter what. And, and Porto needs those points to become champion. Or they need to win, yes. And Braga right. will open. And then... A player scores an own goal accident, total accident. And Braga, Braga and loses one zero to Porto on an own goal, on a on a, a legit, makes five hundred thousand dollars. No, no, but five hundred thousand euros. I'm gonna ask you something. Braga Porto play final game of the year. A player scores an own goal. Andrea Horta scores an own goal by mistake, an innocent, I mean, terrible mistake. Well, that's what you're no intentions. Yep. And then everybody's gonna say, was that was that on purpose or not? Yeah, that's what that's, you op- that's yes. what you open yourself to. Yes, that's what you open yourself to. Um, I think that there's a, as a as a precedent that you're that you're setting up that is not that is not the the right way to go about it. I think, but anyway, that doesn't that doesn't really. We're getting breaking news, as you know. We're doing the podcast here past we're ten p.m. Breaking US news, Eastern time, right? What's so I guess all news? the covers are coming out and. A lot of different, uh, a lot of Freddies coming up with what's uh, apparently being said on the on, on the covers of the Bolo Record of the Nuzul. Yeah, Tarap and Gabriel to the B team. Juan Gomes obviously sent to Turkey. That's been official. Benfica made it official earlier today. Galatasaray and alone with an option to buy at the end of the season. Busy to somewhere in the Arabias. And then Gabriel and Tarap on the B team. And I mean, that that just. Yeah, I mean, Ferro to Vitesse. That was earlier. Yeah, that was earlier. It was earlier. Reading this last part of Juan Gomes's message here which is this is me off Tarab going to the B team yeah absolutely wait but were you the guy clamoring that 39 players was too many and one of the cuts were going to happen but now you're upset that Tarab is going to be sent I mean, to the B on, team dude, you, I, I could name you 8 other players before I name it where's Andre Almeida Maybe. where's Meite 
Maybe we're shaking. Maybe they're going. Well, to keep going. I mean, come on. Officer. Maybe they're Stop. going too. But good. But no, apparently else. it's these guys. It's these guys that are going to the B team. Well, that that was on uh, on Ebola that I just opened up the page and saw it that on Ebola that's what it said. But we don't know how many other guys are going to be joining the the B team. Andrea Almeida could. I just don't think. Maybe the, Gilles Diaz. I could. don't care if they count if they cut a fifty. Uh, the don't Del cut Trump, that up. The at the very least should be on the main squad. That's it. My opinion. Yeah, but if the club's intentions for him are not to be part of this this team, then what? Where does he go? Tens que falar com o Rui Costa, pá, que esta merda está mal. Telefone ao gajo. Diz lá o que é que se passa aqui. O Tarab, o Tarab is the best player in this team. Why is he going to the B team? I wasted my long distance minutes, man. Or else I'd make that phone call. You wasted your minutes? I got to wait until the end of the month. Anyway, Befica's next game is July 22nd. That's, what, in two days as we record this against Girona in Switzerland. Three days. Today is the 19th. The 19th? 2021. Yeah, three days. Three nights. Three nights. I'm devastated. I lost all the airs out of the balloon. I'm deflated. Let's shut this down. Now, look, everybody that follows our podcast knows how big of a fan Cristiano is of Tarapt. And it... It, it kind of goes back to what we were saying before, or I was saying before, how Cristiano and I look at the game differently. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the positions that we played in as we grew up and we played somewhat competitive soccer, right? Cristiano was a number 10 in between the lines guy, and I was uh, I was a center defender, right? So... Uh, Cristiano's way of looking at the game, he, he kind of gives, he gives, he, he gives more importance to guys that have the touch, that have the jinga, guys not, that could create. But it's not even where I'm going with that. It's not even about just the touch and the jinga. It's that. But what's there? What's there the, to the, that up other than that? The, I mean, you you telling me, for example, the guy bust like I admire the guys in the chat and most of the Benfica world. Rag on the guy, right? Or I in return, I admire a guy like that. The guy was top of the world, came crashing down, and he's reinvented himself, right? He is a totally different player today than what he was five, six years ago, whatever it was when he arrived at Benfica. And he was on the beat. He wasn't even on the beat team for a while. He was on the beach, and then he started playing on the beat team. I've spoken to Joan Felix, Keaton Parks, plenty of players that played with him on the beat team and said he was by far their favorite teammate because the dude was constantly on top of them, giving them great advice. And then you see the effort that he puts in game after game. A guy that never had a defensive li- a defensive responsibility in his life. He is busting his ass. And he puts in the effort week in, week out. Yes, he creates a lot of turnovers. Yes, he's silly with the ball. I get all that. And he's got flaws to his game. I understand. But in terms of effort, the guy has completely done a, a 180, busts his tail off to help the team. And then you get a guy like Dromario who lallygags through a game all day. And yet that guy is looked upon as a starter. When I don't think, to me, there is no question between the quality of either. I mean, it's Miles. Adele dropped is, in my opinion, with the ball at his feet, is Miles. Let's, let's, ahead of a guy uh, like let's pull the chat. Joe Mario Tarapt. Dude, it doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm just saying. I just think that Tarapt that doesn't really offer anything to this team anymore. That's what I mean. This why, like, this is why it's pointless me having this conversation because I'm, I'm out on the island by myself. I understand. I'm not fighting that fight no more. I'm on an island by myself. But I just think, I think he just gets treated differently. I've said that for a while. I told you that all fair. I told you. I think, I think he gets treated differently. Treated differently by the fans, fans? by the team. Yes, yes. He's done by the team, you think he gets yeah, treated differently by the done, team? He's done everything. He's done everything he's been asked to do and more. But what can I say? It's just look. It's okay. It's cool. I'll root for him when he's in uh, the MLS. Yeah, says they're saying that you're watching too much Disney. That's cool. Love Disney. You were watching that both the bull. Uh, what's his name? Love Disney. Uh, Freddy? Ferdinand. 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 Freddy's. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. That's all. That's all we got. You want to talk about anything else? Dave's not here. Got enough time. Got enough air time today. You always tell Dave, Dave today I'm not going to talk too much, and then you know, we know what it is. Uh, Sergio Cerqueiro saying he gets treated differently because he had great potential and decided to get fat. <laughs> yeah, but then what, uh, Sergio? Well, what about when he came back and uh, and uh, Lash gave him a chance? He wasn't fat anymore. He's not fat anymore. He's made the uh, and and look, I'm not the biggest Trab fan, obviously, but I I I could see what Chris is going with that in terms of what the guy did to deserve another shot, and certainly yeah, but he's a guy that is already older, right, long in the tooth. I think that Trab would could still do a lot of damage in the MLS, not necessarily elsewhere in Europe. I don't know, maybe Turkey. I don't I don't know where else he could play that could have the something with a little bit more visibility that he could have the impact. I think the MLS would be ripe for him right now. I think he could still have a couple of good seasons in the MLS at the top of his game. But, you know, I'm not his agent. Chris, that's it. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's go. We'll play Girona, as I mentioned. Um, and that's it. Thank you all the Freddies for checking us out. Uh, as always, uh, much appreciated. Um, podcast.com uh, at Tencio10, at the 87DO87, at Benfica Podcast is where we can find us on Twitter and all the other social media. That's it. That's all I got. Next week, we'll be back. We'll uh, look back at this uh, Girona game, and we will also uh, look at what other cuts have been made uh, in the squad because certainly. Uh, there's a lot of things happening right now, and I'm sure that Gabriel and uh, Tarabt are not the only guys that are going to the B team. I think uh, I think Diego Moreira is probably going to end up in the B team also, along some some other guys, um, Andre Almeida, Chiquinho. Um, I don't know. I think that it, it you know all of those guys are kind of waiting on their futures to be a little bit more defined. I don't think that uh, Roger Smith counts on them. Uh, at least not Almeida. Almeida hasn't played, um, didn't play at all in this uh, Algarve Cup. So, anyway, thanks everybody. Thank you for uh, for keeping us company. Certainly, uh, it's been been a pleasure. We'll talk to you again uh, next week. Later. <laughs>